Spencer are worth the meat dude to take all your meat related questions this conversation as always brought to you by all soccer meats you can find them on main dragon ottoman minnesota spencer welcome back it is another thursday upon us hope things are well man they are they are doing well how are you tyler uh we are doing just swell over here we had a lot less <laughs> snow than what was predicted uh but you know that wind certainly hit us you uh you avoided it over in new salem this week didn't you I wouldn't say avoid. No, we definitely got some. Uh, we definitely got some snow and some blowing and and stuff like that. I don't think they categorize it as a blizzard, uh-huh. but uh, winter winter weather. I sure. think so. Winter's still here. That's for sure. Uh, Spence, I'm not kidding. Uh, I'm going through our our text uh, club that we all share. Uh, and you had questions waiting for you an hour ago. Do we want to get to those first? Well, I, I think so, uh, yeah. Why should they have to wait any longer? Let's get to it. 35270. Tyler, question for the meat dude. Filet mignon versus beef tenderloin. What is the difference between the two? There is not a difference. It's the same thing. Um, filet mignon is more of a culinary term, uh, usually associated with the cooked product, the, a cooked tenderloin. That's why you'll see it on a menu labeled as filet mignon. And most of the time, you're not going to see filet mignon at the meat counter, uh, most of the time it's going to be tenderloin. Now, I'm sure there's some um, fresh meat counters that might call it filet mignon, but uh, most of the time it's cooked versus fresh. What about the bacon wrapped around it? Does that make a difference? I, I don't think so. But no. Just presentation, that just for, for all my calorie intake? Yeah. Okay, well, there, that was a simple one for you. How about this one then? Tyler, question for the meat dude. Does grass-fed beef have a different taste and texture? I know we've talked about the first part before. we got a new listening audience every week here. So rehash the difference in taste. Uh, and uh, I'm curious about the texture thing. I don't think we've touched on that one before. Yeah, so um, diet period of an animal influences the flavor and the texture and the color and all of the attributes of meat. Um, so grass-fed definitely has a uh, unique and and relatively easily picked up flavor um it's it's um a little more wild a little more i don't like to use the word gamey with beef but it's just a it's a little bit different flavor profile a little stronger than than grain fed um texture wise you know, there might be some subtle texture differences, um, mostly just because a grass-finished animal takes longer to get to market weight than a grain-finished animal just because of the energy that they're consuming. So most of the time, they're just relatively different age, so there's a difference in texture there. Um, you know, anytime this grass-fed versus grain-fed comes up on the show, you're probably going to make fun of me because I always to give the political answer. I mean, eat, eat what you want, right? Uh, if you like the flavor of grass finished, go for it. If you like the flavor of grain finished, go for it. It's all beef in my world, uh-huh. and as long as you're eating beef, uh, that's that's yeah. what's good. Get that on your campaign button next time you're out on the parade route. Here, let me ask you this question. Is there a nutritional value difference? I mean, uh, is it healthier to eat grass-fed beef versus others or no? No, it's not. Um, this is coming from a butcher, mind you. I'm uh-huh. not a nutritionist, but there's a lot of a lot of research and a lot of claims that 
they try to make that says grass finished is has a different fatty acid profile essentially has a different concentration of the the healthy fats but nothing's really statistically relevant let's put it that way um beef is beef is beef it's high in nutrition no matter where you're getting it from and and the fact that you try to you know kind of have a which what it's fed is healthier for you i just again back to my political campaign <laughs> eat beef it's all good it's all healthy uh and nutritious this uh, conversation also brought to you by the beef commission <laughs> this was for dinner spencer words or the meat dude conversation actually brought to you by allisager meats in ottoman minnesota they have great locally raised beef products out there you can join the conversation asking question at three five two seven zero you can also call us at two three seven Five nine four eight. Okay, let me ask you a personal question here. Um, I have in my fridge right now some brats I bought uh, that are smoked. How much longer can I keep those in the refrigerator versus the brats that are not smoked? Uh, smoked and smoked and cooked brats, which usually the term smoked means it's fully cooked, brought to lethality during the during the smoking um, procedure. The shelf life that I put on our fresh products is about, this is under refrigeration, uh, vacuum-sealed refrigeration is three months. Oh, wow. uh, that's the shelf life that I send out on my wholesale product that goes to the grocery store. Um, frozen, of course, is very long time. Now, a fresh brat, <clears throat> the only thing in there that's different between that and a steak in your fridge is, is salt, which salt does um, slow down the spoilage, slows down everything that's going on inside of meat. Um, but I would say, you know, on a fresh brat, you're still only looking at a week, uh, in the refrigerator before you need to freeze it. So, uh, the longest, uh, the shelf life then. Okay. So longest would be smoked, salted, then cured as far as uh, walk so, me through which one, the, cause you, you got cured meats, you got your salted meats, you got your smoked meats. Yeah. yeah. This is, this, this is a great question. So fresh sausage does not have cure in it. The term fresh means it cannot have a curing agent in it. It just has salt, right? Because you can't make sausage without salt. Now, a smoked product, most of the time, unless the label says it's uncured, has cure in it. Um, so, yeah, the combination of cooking plus that cure, plus there's salt in there as well because you can't make sausage without salt, that's what extends that shelf life to out to three months. And this is under vacuum sealing. Remember, if you have it out in the open in your fridge, that changes everything. Um but that's going to be the biggest difference. So it's, you know, raw, true raw fresh meat, and then fresh sausage has salt seasonings added, and then cured and smoked and cooked products have that long shelf life. There we go. I hope you're all taking notes out there. 237-5948, that's the lady's studio line. I said if you call, you can ask him yourself. In fact, Steve wants to do just that. Steve, you're on with Spencer Worth the Meat, dude. Thanks for calling. Hi. Hi, Spencer. I have a question about jerky. I've been sitting at home in this cold weather making jerky, and I, I used to make uh, turkey jerky, and now I made some chicken jerky. I've never made that before. But I was the, my question, and it turned out really well, but my question is a lot of times, you know, they, you get these packages where you have the seasoning and the cure. Do you, do you have to put cure in everything even though you have uh, the seasoning package? Is that required? 
Yeah, that, that, that's a great question because jerky, the, the process in which you're making jerky, Steve, I'm assuming is you're dehydrating it. Um, yes. And because you're dehydrating it, you don't necessarily need to add that cure. At that point, the cure is an addition for flavor um, because when you dehydrate something as much as you do for jerky, there's really no um, benefit to it on a you know shelf life or anything. It's just essentially another salt that you can add. So if you're making dehydrated jerky, you do not need to add the cure, no. So all I have to do is put in X amount of seasoning, whatever I would like, and just dehydrate it like you would normally do. And uh, and I also put in speed cure. I don't know if that was for color or if that's uh, if that's required also. Yeah, so speed cure, modern cure, um, quick cure. There's lots of different cures out there. They're all they're all sodium nitrite, and that sodium nitrite does is the the, the chemical that alters the flavor or the color of it. Right, you get. Uh, it turns meat pink when it's cooked and it, and it looks cured. Um, but again, with jerky, you don't necessarily need that because you're drying it out so much. Now, on the other side is a lot, most um, cures are mostly just salt as well or salt with a little bit of sodium nitrite. So if you're pulling that cure completely out of your recipe, you might need to add a little bit more salt to get the same flavor profile that you would if you were adding that cure. Great. So I, I don't I don't need to use any cure at all. I can, I can just dehydrate. And have you ever dehydrated chicken? I sure have not. I'm not a poultry guy. I don't do much other than chicken thighs, and that's about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, well, thank you. Thank Steve, you Steve, thanks for calling in. He's the meat dude, but apparently today he's the beef dude. I'm going to get back on the phone lines. I want to talk to you in, in person, Spencer, so I'm going to go down to Clint. Clint, you're on with uh, Spencer Worth, the meat dude. Thanks for calling. Hey, Spencer, how you doing? It's Clint from Wheatland. Hey, Clint, I'm doing great. How are you? Hey, good, man. So I got a quick question for you. I'm uh, getting tired of using the mustache and the salt and pepper on the steak. Do you have a specific seasoning, I'm sure you've answered this before, that you enjoy? A specific brand? Yeah, like a, yeah, something fresh for summer, man. You know, I, I I don't I don't venture very far off from the the salt pepper garlic very often. Um, I, there is always a, a jar of oregano or a jar of Italian seasoning in my cupboard that I'll sometimes add in for a, a little pizzazz. Um, but when it comes to especially beef, I don't I don't venture very far from that. Now, if we're talking barbecue, there's there's lots of different rubs that can be made from home or that you can find in the grocery store. There's hundreds of different brands, but uh, um, yeah, sorry for the lame answer there, Clint, but uh, salt, pepper, garlic for beef, especially is where I go to. You seem like the kind of guy that put ketchup on a steak. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, Clint, Thanks, uh, <laughs> I'm so glad Clint you called in. Uh, sorry for the very political uh, milk toast answer from Spencer. <laughs> uh, boy, uh, Spencer, I'll allow you the final uh, uh, comment on, on that. Ketchup on a steak? No, and and Clint knows that I don't put ketchup on a steak. <laughs> uh, okay, for for uh, maybe getting in trouble, I've uh, gotten into there's a, a a Dakota Pride product or Pride of Dakota. Uh, CJ's has a pretty good. Uh, Rob, I've done some Zoobs. I uh, also does it. Uh, you, maybe you've had the pistachios from Zoobs, but they've got a great, uh, 
seasoning as well. So there, there's my two plugs. Good North Dakota products so you can try out there, Clint. Uh, to the text club, I go with you, Spencer. 35270. Uh, Tyler, question for the meat dude. What is a canoe steak? A canoe steak? Yeah, I don't know, man. It sounds like something made up. I might have just gotten us in trouble by even saying it. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. I it, Kudos to that guy for stumping me. Um, the only term canoe that's usually associated with meat is a marrow bone that's cut in half. Um, that, that's referred to as canoe cut so that you can roast, roast the marrow and, um, it, it essentially turns to butter. It's just a super rich beef flavored, but a canoe steak. Gosh. From a, uh, from I, a I quick, say, I think, uh, Eric, uh, yeah. quite frankly pulled up on the Google. Yeah. From there. a quick Google, I believe it's just a butterfly. It looks like filet that's stuffed. Oh, I guess oh, I, I can okay. picture it now. Yeah. Yeah. What would you? That okay. kind of looks like a canoe. Uh, cool. Sure. Yeah. What would what would you stuff that steak with in the minute I've got left? Uh, probably like a blue cheese concoction of some sort. Mm, okay. I'll let you have that one. And bacon, ba- bacon, bacon well, and blue of cheese. Of course. Stuffed yeah. Just there like the, we go. All right. The filet mignon. Yeah. Uh, just instead of wrapping it, we're throwing it inside. All right. Spencer, this was a fun one. Uh, you stay safe out there until we chat again next Thursday. All right. You too. Thanks, Tyler. All right. Thanks. Spencer Worth's The Meat Dude. That's brought to you by Auger Meats. You can find them in Audubon, Minnesota. I'm curious, what's the website you found Canoe Steak on? Oh, that was just the search results from Google. Oh, so okay. I just <laughs> I just was going on what right, I found fair there. Fair enough. That was an old beef commission trick. Okay. Uh, folks, here's what's coming up. We got KFGO News right around the corner. I see the phone lines are continuing to come in at 237-594. Whatever you want to get off your chest, Well, this next hour, let's do that. I want to talk about Aaron Rodgers. I want to talk about prayer on the North Dakota Senate floor. All of it coming up right here on KFGO.